The Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast is a free-flowing conversation that may touch on mature subjects. While the opinions are real, the research probably isn't, and somehow Atticus will find a way to talk about the Knicks. And here we go. He trumped dudes. It wasn't just in a preseason game. He did it pretty consistently. <laughs> he left dudes saying what happened. You better put some respect on his name when we're talking about the champion, Davion And I'm just going on eye test here, right? Like, I like the look of this coaching staff, you know? All right, enough of this. Let's see what kind of shit we get into today. <laughs> Are you high? Boy, it's all yours. So, uh, I'm pretty pleased. Yeah, the Eagles did all right. Um, I'm a little surprised that, like, apparently it's the year of the wide. Like, I don't know how I feel about paying wide receivers or what wide receivers suddenly are making. Like, because I always look at the wide receiver position, especially because it's so dependent on so many other positions playing well for them to be able to play well. I always looked at wide receivers as the icing on the cake. Like, once you have the rest of your team together, yeah, go get yourself uh, a first-round wide receiver. You really have nothing. I mean, we even talked about this beforehand. Like, if you have everything else, fine, great, dandy, go get it. But all these teams spending hundreds of millions of dollars on a receiver, and they're getting huge gear. Like, Tariq Hill got, like, 70-something of a guarantee. And we're not even sure if, like, the quarterback can – throw far enough to keep up like to utilize his skill set like it just it doesn't make sense to me this from the guy who just signed a quarterback to a guaranteed contract that might not play for two years okay well hey sign him i did not sign him that wasn't (laughs) my thing the quarterback is still the more important position i don't think anyone would argue that no i'm not gonna argue that but I, I, I think that uh, I think we're in a, in a new era when it comes to contracts. I think that guaranteed money is the thing now, right? Like that's they just want their money, man. Like it's there's a lot of money in football. It's a billion dollar nonprofit business, you know. So they want their money, and and they're they're taking a risk. And I was um, I was reading some some ramblings on Facebook. Somebody posted like, what's the most overpaid profession? And people started going off on athletes. Well, athletes make up about maybe a half percent of the workforce. And, you know, we are a sports hungry culture. It's what we do. And, And if we weren't, we wouldn't buy the products that all of the sports teams sign, you know, sponsorship with. And they wouldn't have those, they wouldn't have the contracts. Like if we didn't, we pay for it. We, we set the bar. So I got no problem with their getting their money. I hear what you're saying about wide receiver. Um, and it kind of started with talking about me being happy about where the Eagles are. AJ Brown. Fuck it. Fuck it. Right. Like right. it's, it's a proven wide receiver. Give him his money. Just call it a day. Like, this is something the Eagles have never done. Don't get what I'm saying twisted. I'm not saying, like, pay pay them whatever you want. I just don't – me personally have always looked at the wide receiver. Like, 
like outside of Randy Moss, like name one top tier wide receiver Tom Brady ever played with when he was winning his five Super Bowls in New England. You know, like he didn't even win the year with with Eddie had Randy. Right, he lost, exactly. He lost so, that team from New Jersey. So that's that's uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, pay him whatever you want. I'm not begrudging Tyreek Hill for getting his hundred million. Congrats to him. I wish I was getting hundred million. I just don't know why the Dolphins are the team paying it to him because they are more than a Tariq Hill away from winning the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Atticus? <laughs> How you doing, man? The tail end of what you're talking about, so I'm kind of mildly lost. I just started with I'm pretty happy with where the Eagles are right now. As you should be. You kidding me? The Eagles crushed it in the offseason. This is this I, I don't know how Howie Roseman, Rosen, whatever his name is, keeps pulling these rabbits out of hats, but he does. And um gotta give him credit. He did a good job. I don't I don't think that he's ever had an offseason like this one. Now there's there's obviously questions, right? You know, you, you can miss people in the draft, but from I think N'Kobe Dean is a hell of a linebacker. I don't know what his injuries were. I don't know why he fell Peck. to the Eagles in the third round. Peck? It's a Peck tear that he didn't oh. want to have surgery on. He's good. You ever yeah. have one of those? Yeah. Feels like a heart attack. An, yeah. A non, never-ending stroke. Is horrible. I had that happen to me once, and oh god! And you're not running at full speed, hitting people, and getting hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think he was still, you know, a steal. And I think with the contract, and they tell him, "Listen, you're going to have this offseason surgery. This is a part of the agreement. If we draft you, and let him sit for a year, I think it was a hell of a, a hell of a pick." Um, for the Eagles, and it just—I mean—he kind of fits, doesn't he? With he the does. Eagles style, the type of player that they want, the type of player they want, and the type of players they went out and got. Right, like go got going out and getting Riddick, going out and getting Kaiser from the Chargers. Like they got two, you know, Riddick's more off the end. He's more of a—he's more of a, an edge rusher, but he—he's a linebacker. But Kaiser's, you know, that that. That swift, fast linebacker that can go sideline to sideline and, and run down some of these dudes in the NFL, which is the Eagles have never really they've never done this. And then the Kobe Dean coming into that, that is that is who he is. And he's a leader. Yeah. You know, he was the leader of that defense in Georgia, which I think prior to the draft, Chris and I were talking about, you know, they could have all, all 11 starters going go in this draft that Georgia defense, like they were insane and they almost did. Yeah. I have a quick question. Go ahead. Is, <laughs> should we read deeper into the fact that Mike and I are the only ones who are repping our teams in this long awaited podcast? Does that have anything to do with some of the off season um, acquisitions and I mean, I'm sitting your team. behind, or I got a bright orange wall. Here we go. I got you. Hold on. Hold on. 
I mean, you can make up for it now. I'm talking about. Yeah, I was sitting here like this. Nothing. For the entire. Did you pick up on that, Mike? Was it me? I I did. I wasn't going to say anything. I don't wear hats. I don't wear hats. That's not a thing that I do. You don't wear hats, but you damn sure wear t shirts. Yeah, you do wear t shirts. And that don't say dog pound or nothing of the sort on it. What does it say? Shoot? Shroot Farms. It's an office reference. Shroot Farms. Yeah. Shroot Farms. Team Pride right now. He's not feeling it. Well, I'll tell you what. Apparently, the one thing I've learned this offseason is not only do other teams not like Baker Mayfield, apparently no one on the Browns liked Baker Mayfield because there are like three players. Oh, oh, uh, like Clowney just resigned. And his first thing is, I'm only resigning because Baker Mayfield's not the starter anymore. And like, an actual like OBJ is set as soon as John Watson. OBJ was like, I'll come back. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, even Landry, who's like the consummate professional, like suddenly was considering coming back because Baker Mayfield was no longer the starter. So well, is it because that's... Baker is not the starter or because Deshaun is? I don't think they like Baker, man. I mean, I, and this is from the non-Cleveland fan, right? But OBJ is to me is the barometer, right? And he went from like maybe the dude can't play football anymore to a, a disappointing knee injury in the Super Bowl from being the MVP of that Super Bowl. Like he was on his way to being the MVP of last year's Super Bowl. He had a phenomenal first quarter. And, like, I think that it would have been a blowout if he doesn't get injured. That's just my opinion, right? Like, so, is it Baker or was it OBJ, right? Like, pretty sure it was Baker. Yeah, I mean, and it's not – and I'm not even talking about, like, talent. I'm just talking about, like – I don't know, man. Like, I don't like now. Maybe it's happened on other teams. I just have never noticed it because it wasn't the Browns. But I never feel like I've heard about so many players being like, "No, we're only coming back now because we made a change at quarterback." Now I do know that when like Deshaun was still considering Atlanta, I guess like the rumor is that him and Landry and a couple other guys were talking about going to Atlanta together. But then when he chose the Browns, suddenly all these players suddenly like you know we're still in the in the mix for like Will Fuller who's got a history with Deshaun Watson. So is it just Deshaun? Is it lack of light for Baker? I don't know. But as of right now, just the the bits and pieces you hear, it almost seems like, yeah, Deshaun's great. And we want to play with what is perceived to be a, you know, like one of the top 10, possibly eight quarterbacks in the league. But it's almost more a, we don't like Baker at more than like a, we want to play with Deshaun, if that makes sense. It's like, it's great that that's what's there, but this is what we're avoiding, if that makes well, sense. Well, you're the biggest Browns fan that I know. How do you feel now that you've had a, an opportunity to really digest this whole thing? Some time has passed. He's your quarterback. How yeah. do you feel? It's hard, man. It is. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, so just to give you guys an example um, I follow three Browns pages, you know, outside of our group and stuff, two of them shut down. Um, there's a, a lot of undercurrent about the Deshaun Watson signing. And like, I think I said it on a previous podcast, right? I feel like it's different when he's like your guy, it would be one thing if we drafted Desha- and not, 
I hate that. I feel like I have to say this every time we start talking about him, but like, not that I'm saying what he did was okay in any way, shape or form, but it almost feels like, like if we had signed him out of college, like if we had drafted him and he'd been our guy, there'd be a different feeling than him going somewhere else, doing all the stuff and then getting signed for the amount of money he did. I understand that there are some shady looking things, but like, like the whole million dollar million dollars his first year but that the more i looked into that that's actually pretty standard when players sign big contracts because if like Tariq hill just signed for whatever now he's like you know next year he's gonna be like 20 million against the cap right well if he instantly was 20 million against the cap now you gotta either cut a bunch of people or restructure a bunch of people so the whole million dollars the first year of a major contract it's what they do with miles garrett it's what a lot of big players do so that way the team has time to adjust into it as opposed to having to do that. That being said, I mean, it's hard. I'm not, it's, it, it is. I, I still kind of am eh about it and until like the season starts and we see how it goes. Um, I do know that the feeling seems to be for me, there's a very, very thin line, right? Like he better, like, I don't know if, what kind of suspension he's going to get. I've heard everything from like eight games to two years, to maybe only six games, whatever he does, he better come out and light the world on fire. Like the Browns better go undefeated from the week he comes in and he better be like putting up, you know, crazy TD to INT, like, you know, 300 yards. Because if he's not, I think there's going to be a big undercurrent against him real quick. Um, the only way, like, I hate to say winning solves everything, but this is the, like, the ultimate litmus test of that saying, because, like, if he comes out and it takes him two to three weeks to adjust and the Browns go one and three, especially against, like, AFC North teams or something like that, and he's dismal or, you know, just pedestrian putting up, like, let's say, like, a Baker Mayfield type game, two TDs, one interception, 250 yards, I, I could see a turn real quick. I will put it this way. When I buy my next Brown jersey, Brown jersey, it's going to be Nick Chubb or someone like that. I'm not. I'm probably never going to buy a Deshaun Watson jersey. Gotcha. I'm never going to buy one either. Just so yeah, you know. there you go. I have an OBJ jersey if you want it, and a signed football actually. I have a signed football from OBJ. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I'd be remiss really quick. Can we just make fun of the Steelers really quick? Uh, for the NFL draft. We, we just do that for just a moment because Chad's too good to come on and talk about the decisions of his team. Um, every round that, what was the other guy's name? Malik Willis sank, made me feel that much more giddy about the Steelers pick because it wasn't leading up to the draft. They were thinking Malik Willis might go sixth overall ahead of Kenny Pickett. And so when he, he slids like what, the end of the third round, that made me feel real good about uh, Pittsburgh's fortunes going forward. Anyway, that's my one little thing. Go where you'd like with that. That was a homer pick with Kenny Pickett and a bad pick. It was a terrible I mean, pick. That was a terrible pick. I just I, – I couldn't see it. I mean, I watched a championship game that he played in, and he had a really good game, but there was nothing else about Kenny Pickett and his – I don't know if I really – care about his small hands but I do question the fact that he always wears gloves I don't understand that I don't think he's the most accurate passer he certainly wasn't he I mean granted this wasn't like 
the cream of the crop of quarterback classes with this year's draft, but by far he was not the better quarterback coming out of the draft. How do you let Malik Willis Malik Willis, let me say this. I don't think that he's like this. He's certainly not a Deshaun. Uh, uh, he, he certainly, he's certainly not like a, a Justin Herbert coming out of the, the draft, right? But I really believed he would have been a really good dude to work a year behind Trubisky in Pittsburgh to learn their system, not get thrown into the fire like you know, a lot of quarterbacks done. He could have been to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And don't get me wrong. I'm not making a comparison. I'm just saying he could have been just as electric for the Steelers as Lamar Jackson was for the Ravens. He's that kind of fit for their system. And they let him go. Not only did they let him go. See, they, they couldn't take him. Who was it? There was some team that picked two. Oh, that was the Steelers. They picked two quarterbacks in this fucking class, right? They could have picked both of these guys if they right. really wanted to, right? And had a freaking competition with the two best quarterbacks in this draft, but they didn't. So I'm near with you, um, Chris. I don't understand the bonehead thinking for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Usually they draft pretty well. They are pretty good at finding diamonds in the rough, but this year, I think they laid a big egg. I'm uh I'm I'm actually shocked. Uh because you said it, Atticus, right? Like Pittsburgh has done really well drafting. Uh I don't think Kenny Pickett starts an NFL game on purpose, right? Maybe due to injury, maybe due to some other shit, but like I just don't think he's gonna be an NFL starter. I just don't. Uh, I, I don't see it. It is a homer pick. And the fact that they drafted two quarterbacks is, is ridiculous, right? Like, you know, and, and I agree. Like, I, I think the kid, I think Willis is raw, right? And I think that he needs a little time on a bench behind somebody. It would have been a great fit for, for Pittsburgh. I just don't understand the Steelers thinking here, right? Like, they're one of the teams, and I know Chris doesn't want to hear this, right, but they're one of the teams in the NFL that is usually all football, all business, right? Like, it, it just – they have a storied history of being that way, right? And, and they just missed the mark this year. They just – they shit the bed, in my opinion. But They did a good job by picking Trubisky, right? I think we can all agree that Trubisky is a great stopgap a guy that you would want to come in and hold the fort down till you get your guy. And then the guy you got, <laughs> I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'll go as far to say maybe Trubisky shocks the fucking world and is actually a decent quarterback. Now that he's not playing in Chicago anymore, right? Like he didn't get any fair shape being the quarterback in Chicago from, from what they did to go up and get him. It was, it was just, it was lights out. Like, forget about it. Like, he needed to come in and be year five Peyton Manning. <laughs> you know, like, that's, it, it was just no, there was no qualms about it. Like, he just, and he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to live up to that. Aside from the fact that their offense was drag, they haven't had a line, they haven't had a support cast around them. 
you know, so who knows <clears throat> what Trubisky does in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I yeah, just look at- around and talk about like, what are you smoking crack when we say certain things that like they, they were really smoking crack and the North is what, like we were talking about in one of our last podcasts, like the North is one of the more stacked divisions in terms of quarterbacks. And so if you're drafting someone, he's got to be, you know what I'm saying? Like you drafted the fourth best quarterback in your division. Like, he, and it's not close. And unless like, now I get, we're not scouts, but nothing about Kenny Pickett stands out to me as like, like you said, he's the next Peyton Manning or he's the next anything. Right. And he's in the, he's in the league with Joe Burrow. He's in the, he's in the division with uh former MVP uh, Lamar Jackson. And he's in the uh, division with, uh, Deshaun Watson, whenever he starts to play, those are argue, arguably, those are like three of the top 12 quarterbacks in the league right now. Right. So when you're drafting someone, you can't draft like they, they, they should have traded for Baker Mayfield. Like, in my opinion, at least I, I feel like Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback right now than Kenny Pickett will be in the next couple of years. So I, I don't, I don't know. But that that's just me. Like, I think I even made that comment on draft, and I'm like, you could have traded a third-round pick for Baker Mayfield and been in about the same spot, other than the fact that Baker Mayfield would want to be a starter. My thought was, if you're not going to get Malik Willis, and they – whatever. But if you're not going to get Malik Willis, and you don't think Malik Willis is your guy, you can't think Kenny Pickett's your guy. Right. So get your line together, get whatever other pieces that are best players available at that time. And because there were far other superior choices that they could have drafted in their, their position and get your quarterback next year. There's like three or four guys that are already, you know, ranked pretty high. Like next right. year is going to be a decent quarterback class. Trubisky is not a bad stopgap. But not only do you pick the wrong guy, you pass on the right guy when he came became available again and again, and then you picked another quarterback who's at best going to be when running your practice squad at best. Right. Well, if, if you you they just left a lot of potential assets on the table. It it. It's really mind-boggling because we talked about it. Historically, they have done a pretty good job of picking good players in a draft. You think about a lot of the teams that the Steelers have had. It's not through acquisition of free of players in free agency. They're homegrown. Right. They know how to pick pretty good athletes and, and, and get them coached up and trained to fit in their system. They know what they're looking for. But in 2022. I don't know. Maybe COVID hit him a little harder than we thought. I don't know. It just didn't work out as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> Who's starting for Cleveland? Or is Deshaun Watson not going to play this year? He's going to play next year? So we, we don't know as of right now. So Deshaun Watson just had uh, three days of meetings with the NFL. The They're expecting, the them being the Browns, are expecting to hear a decision one way or the other within the next week or so here. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. What are his meetings with the NFL about? Everything going on, the the trials, the stuff, 
Meanwhile, while they're meeting with that, while the NFL is meeting with Deshaun, HBO is running a special uh, where they're interviewing like I think it was like eight of the twenty-two women. It's it's been a weird. This stuff doesn't happen to the Browns. I think that's been my biggest like. How do I like? This is stuff I hear about happening on like other teams. This doesn't happen to the Browns. We've always been like maybe because our players always sucked, but like. We've always kind of managed to be below the radar and stuff like this. And oh, so hold on a second. You good, Mike? You're on mute. He's on mute. There he is. I am good. 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 Yeah. But yeah, I mean, right now, if assuming Deshaun Watson can't play, uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, is the backup. And then um, uh, Hobbs, he was a backup on the Steelers last year. He's now like our third string guy. So, I mean, they're set as far as that. And honestly, we still do have Baker on the team, although I don't know. I can't envision a scenario where he touches the field as a Brown again. But stranger things have happened. So so they'll probably put him on IR for the first six weeks. I'm talking about Sean Watson. I, I don't know why you would start him right away. I don't know. Who the hell knows? That's just a shit show over here, to be honest with you. I don't want the distraction. I, th- I think they need, the NFL needs to make a decision about what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson before the season <coughs> starts. Oh, they have to. Right. Like, suspend them six games a year, whatever it is. Figure it out. You know, before you got on, Chris and I were talking about that uh, that the baseball player that just got suspended for a year after not playing for a year, by the way. So, theoretically, like a two-year suspension for his sexual Exploits conduct. And what was to from what I've read, consensual. But apparently it went too far. Yeah. I'm not I don't get down like that. So we're not gonna talk about the nitty-gritty of that. But that guy got a year, and Chris was saying that you know that might lead the NFL to do something a little bit more harsh than we think. And then there's the red, the commanders. Is that what we're calling them now? Yeah. yeah. Cause I got really used to calling them the football team, which I liked. And now I got to call them the commanders, but uh, they got a bunch of crap going on too. Like they still have the ex- allegations for sexual misconduct in their office. And it looks like they're getting busted for trying to hide money. FBI raided them. They're trying to hide money from the uh, profit sharing. I hear they're trying to move their stadium now. Yep. Well, where? I didn't hear that. Where are they trying to move? Yeah, to? they just bought a bunch of land. Yeah. Huh. $154 million transaction. Apparently so did uh, Chicago. Uh, Lisa was saying Chicago, the Bears did something similar, like out in the suburbs or something like that. So Nobody cares. Yeah. Liesl maybe cares. Nobody. No, Liesl's a Green Bay fan. I mean, they'll be – Packers will be the, the Bears wherever they're playing, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so how do you feel about the Giants draft? I felt good about day one. Day two, I was like – I felt like Gettleman was somewhere in the building, but the more I look at the guys that were picked up day two, the more I'm like, okay, but I still think we missed some opportunities. Um, 
I think that the areas where we needed to pick up talent, we did pick up talent. I think we did a good job of that. I I shouldn't say we, because I had nothing to do with the decision-making, but I think they did a good job of that. However, I'm still left with just as many question marks as I was before it started, because they really had no money. So they were looking at what they could afford more than what they needed in certain situations. I feel real good about the offensive line, though. I think we got a lot of really good pieces. The only position I'm not sure about is our left guard position. But both tackles, I feel good. Center, I feel good. Right guard, I feel good. They did pick up enough other players so that they could see who are options at left guard. I just don't know. Defensively, I really like what we're working with defensively on our line. I like our linebackers, and but I do not like our secondary right now. I don't hate our secondary. I just don't know. Bradbury was a cornerstone back there. You, you felt pretty good with him on the field. He's not on the field. Dory Jackson was hurt for a good part of the year. Love Xavier McKinney. He's going to be a great safety. Julian Love is good. You know, we got some good pieces. Holmes is good, but I just don't know. Now, Flot, think Flot we picked up in the fourth round. Flot covered a lot of different players in the SEC and did a pretty good job, but he's so light in the ass. <laughs> he needs to eat a cheeseburger or something. But I think Flot's got an opportunity to be pretty good. Now, overall, I'd say the Giants got like a B. You know, I'm not going to say B plus or B minus because I just don't know, but I think they they got a B, um, which I, I think in our division, we did second best in the draft in the offseason. The Eagles crushed it. I think the Giants did a pretty good job. I don't even understand Washington right now, but they, they had a decent draft, but I don't understand nothing else about what Washington is doing. And I think the Cowboys are just a fucking shit show. So I don't know. They're 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 tussling for third and fourth um, as far as draft grades are concerned in my book. Well, I think that the Cowboys have had a pretty rough offseason in general. I mean, they they, they traded before the draft even started. They were yeah. They they traded uh, Coop to the Browns for fifth round pick because they were in salary cap hell. Their top paid running back, who's getting paid. Above, like he's like what the top if or he's up he's like a top three running back and at best he's a glorified uh, you know he he doesn't he's not even their full time back it's a it's a split backfield just like ninety percent of the re- the rest of the NFL out there um, yeah and then their first round draft pick was laughable um, <laughs> I mean the only other the only other worst first round draft pick you could you could convince me was worse. And this even includes the Steelers was probably the uh, the Patriots who drafted that one dude who the, like the offensive tackle, yeah, who like Sean McVay. I guess at the time that he was drafted was talking about how like oh we had like a fourth late fourth round grade on that guy, yeah. Like, and I get to an extent it's still just a crapshoot, but man, like because to me there's also value in the fact that you might think a guy is the like you might think a running back's the next Barry Sanders, right? But if you can get him in the 
fifth round because no one else is going to draft him before then, and you draft him in the second round, you've wasted a pick, in my opinion. That's just how I look at it. That's, uh, that's have, the Daniel have, Jones phenomena right there. We haven't really let uh, uh, Mike load about his draft. For, he's, he's tried to twice. We've kind of derailed it, went other ways. So, Mike, take the floor. Let's hear about the Eagles. Offseason. I mean, I, I, I think the Eagles nailed it, right? And, and like, I just, Jordan Davis is the perfect fill-in heir apparent to Fletcher Cox. And, like, being a Philly fan, like, I've never really thought of Fletcher Cox in this light, but, like, legitimately as a defensive tackle in the NFL, he's top 10, possibly top five all time, right? Just And that's not that's not me just making that up, right? That's That's experts talking about how good this dude is. Like, he's not Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is probably the best defensive tackle I think I think I've ever seen. So there's that. Um, but this dude coming in, he's a beast. And if he can learn how to be a three-down tackle in this league behind Fletcher Cox, because right now he's just a run stopper because you're not going to run over the dude. You're just not. He's 350 pounds, he's agile, and he's an athlete. It's fucking – it's sick. So pretty happy with that pick. Uh, I really wanted them to go after, you know, when they made the trades, I was like, that's probably the best. Cause I thought they were going to take a wide receiver. And I was like, there's not a wide receiver that I want them to take. They're going to miss again. Somebody's going to be, you know, JJ Arcega, Whiteside all over again. It's going to be terrible. And then they made the trade. And I was like, first round draft pick for AJ Brown. I'm good. That's, that's who they drafted. You know, so we're set there. Uh, and then the rest of the draft, they pretty much addressed every single position they needed to address. And I think they got the steal of the draft with the Kobe Dean. That's a good feeling, isn't it? When you feel like the positions that you identified as a fan as being weak, they did too, and they addressed them. They got Fletcher Cox's replacement. They got Jason Kelsey's replacement. They got a stud linebacker. They got some secondary help. And then they got AJ Brown. They got another, they got like they legitimately have two number one wide receivers on their team. Devontae Smith can can flat out run routes and catch the ball. Kid is amazing. It's all up to Jalen Hurts at this point. Yeah, he you had know. a great rookie campaign for sure. Uh I'm pretty certain. I'm gonna go out of limb. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to make two bold statements in one. I think your two most improved quarterbacks in the NFL this year are going to be Jalen Hurts and Tua. God. <clears throat> you just shit the bed with the Tua. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, unless, unless you, know, you even coughed. You couldn't even. Listen, look, he can't even control the shit now after saying that dumb shit. I mean, unless unless he's supplying Tua with something we don't know about, that's because uh, Tua's got all the football IQ. I don't think he I just, he just doesn't have the physical tools. Right. When well, you sign to Tariq Hill, that to me says you want to run your offense a certain way. I don't know if Tua has the Tua like Tua needs to be groomed by like Drew Brees. That's where Tua can excel. Quick slants. Let your guy do it. Three kills a, I'm going to run 60 yards faster than everyone else, and the ball better be there. That, I don't see how that works. You know what I'm saying? I think we're going to be shocked. I don't know why. I just think we're going to be shocked. 
Why do you say that though? I, I mean, it's got to be a reason. Like you didn't just stumble into that. That statement. <clears throat> they um, they both produced in in college on the highest level. They just did both Hertz and Tua. Tua actually replaced Hertz, and Hertz had to go to Oklahoma, where he put up some ungodly numbers his senior year. So he has the skill set, and I don't know if they've ever really had a team around them, either one of them, in the NFL to really be successful for what their skill sets are, right? Now, Jalen Hurts absolutely has phenomenal weapons. I mean, just he's got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Quez Watkins is a – watch out for him. He's and a, a great sleeper. running game. He's a sleeper. Uh, they know how to run the ball. They don't. They they still haven't figured out a way to get Miles Sanders incorporated on a consistent basis. So if Sirianni can figure that out, Dallas Goddard. They have a healthy line. You know, there's no reason why Jalen Hurts shouldn't be successful. Two is kind of in the same boat. I just don't know what Miami's line is like. If their line is healthy, he's got the he's got the weapons there now, man. They have some, they have some, they got a younger running back. They have a tight end. They got Tyreek Hill. They have a couple other wide receivers. But you know what their problem is? They still got Tua. We'll see. I mean, he's not Daniel Jones, but you know, no one can be. (laughs) Listen, I agree with you that, that um, Hertz should have a great year with the running game they have. And your head coach finally took his head out of his ass and realized you had a running game. With the running game they have, that should set up the pass really well. Um, Devontae Smith is a fucking weapon, period. You you, you pick, I forget the kid's name you picked up from uh, uh, Tennessee in that trade. AJ Brown. Brown. He's a weapon. You've got a good tight end core. You've got a good line. I'll tell you, I got a question for you. If you're at three and four with all these weapons, what say you then about Jalen Hurts? Still think you got to go a full year. You got to go a full year, right? Like you can't go, you can't go on half the half the sauce, right? Like it, because of chemistry related reasons, or I mean, there's it's football, man. Anything could happen, right? I yeah. see ten wins. Without Jalen Hurts improving. Ten wins. If, if they don't get to ten, with that, and that's without him improving. Andy right. says you guys are winning 11 games. I mean, uh, I'll take 11. I see 10 without Hurts improving at all. You know, so if they don't get to 10, they got two number one draft picks next year. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that. that's that's what it boils down to. I There's think no, the Eagles are the team I, I to beat in the East I right think now. he's going to shock the world, though. Like I think that I think he might be fantasy football number one quarterback, and he might be t- and he should be top ten. Oh, for in in real NFL, not we're fantasy. talking Tua, no Jalen, Jalen. I don't know what it is about Tua. I just got this weird fucking feeling, man. That's called gas, brother. You have gas. Uh, I mean. Any feelings you're having about Tua, uh, the Dolphins actually 
posted. It was like the day one that Tariq Hill was in Miami and Tua lobbed him the ugliest duck that Tariq Hill basically had to stop and come back for. They actually posted that as building chem, like the, the, their Twitter posted as building chemistry. They took it down within like three hours because Tua got dogged real hard in that. So I'll see if I can find it and send it to you because any good feelings you have about Tua will immediately be erased after seeing this this uh, this video. All right. He had a 90 quarterback rating last year. It's not shabby. Right, but I, I guess my point is, though, with Tariq Hill, it's not – He's they have different skill sets. Like I said, Tariq Hill's not a possession receipt. Like if the Dolphins had traded for AJ Brown and the <coughs> and the Eagles had gotten Tariq Hill, that in my mind makes more sense because AJ Brown is a possession receiver. He is someone that can take a 10-yard slant and turn it into a touchdown. Tariq Hill is the guy that's just gonna run past everybody and you have to hit him in stride six yards down the field. Yeah, but he's not that guy. He's he's also a dude that can take the ten year slant, ten yard slant to the house. He, he can't. Tyreek Hill is a freak. Man. I mean, he did it in the um, the championship game. He did indeed, and and like I remember watching. Dude, two guys had a line on. Two guys had the the they had the right line, and he just right. But the the difference is the difference is they're already playing off of him because he was playing with a quarterback to get it to him 60 yards down the field. So they had to give him a buffer so they didn't get burnt. That leaves the 10-yard easy catch to then turn on the Jets underneath open. When you don't have to worry about him burning past you because the quarterback can't get it to him, now suddenly that 10-yard catch ain't going for a touchdown. It's going for 12 yards. There's a huge difference. So, in the, if, so let me let me just challenge that, right? So, so we can't throw it 60 yards, but can he throw it 40? Because if now if you're playing up on me and I'm Tyreek Hill, now I'm gassing you from the line. And I don't need you to throw it for 60 yards in the air. You, I've already beat my guy at the 20-yard mark. Boom. If you can't – the ability to throw – okay, like 60 is an arbitrary number I'm saying. It's not just – it's the arm strength. It's not just – yeah, he's a quarterback in the NFL. Can you throw the ball 40 yards? Yeah, probably more likely. I, I don't know. Like, I haven't watched him enough to be like, oh, yeah, he does it all the time. But there's a huge difference. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess the way, the velocity, the speed, the timing of Patrick Mahomes throwing it to you for 40 yards versus Tua. Just based on what I've seen, based on what I've heard, it's not the same thing. It's like going. It's like going from. Uh, so you're saying that that Mahomes and Tua are not the same. Is that what what? Saying? you're saying, Tua and Mahomes are not the same. Yeah, not the same. Not they the are same. The quarterbacks right there is like. That's I didn't the say he was going to be Mahomes. I said he's going to be improved. <laughs> that is the hard hitting just, just NFL saying. talk you come to this podcast for. Patrick Mahomes and Tua are two totally different quarterbacks. Done, done, and done. You want to talk Browns draft in our exciting third round first? Pick? Yeah, yeah. Let's do, do it. You really? <laughs> Did you guys even have a draft? We had a pretty good – we had a sneaky good draft. I, like, I'd give it a, a B. Um, it was definitely, like, kind of a frustrating draft to watch as a fan just because, in my mind – now, they did get the player I wanted, which is Perrion Winfrey. That was, like, the guy I was talking about getting. They got him in the fourth round. Um, so, you know, they knew something. But 
And and like in retrospect, like as the as the draft went on, like some of the other picks they were making started to make more sense. Like when they drafted, and I'm I can't think of the kid's name right now, but the they took a cornerback out of Mississippi State, who by the way apparently is a huge Steelers fan. But anyway, they took him with their like their first pick in the third round. And then at the time, everyone was like, what the hell? But then they had apparently because of salary cap concerns, they ended up trading Hill. So like it kind of made sense. But I think it's a decent draft. Um, it almost felt more like a, a draft where you are already a Super Bowl champion and you're just fine tuning your team, um, which felt a little weird because I don't think they're there yet. They obviously have to win it first or consistently make the playoffs. That being said, they got Perry on Winfrey, who I liked. I liked the draft to Cade York, who instantly came and contacted Phil Dawson about how to kick in Cleveland. So props to him. I will buy a Cade York jersey. Um, David Bell, tough receiver out of the Big Ten. I'm not 100% sold on him just because he's a little slower than I'd like. There are other receivers I kind of would have preferred, but I'm not an NFL scout, so... Um, but David Bell seems like he's going to be a good slot guy. So they, they got some talent. They got some players. Um, they cleaned up in the fourth round. They had a lot of good picks. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm over the. I've never been more excited about a fourth round pick than I have than I am about Perry on Winfrey. Um, and then when you throw in the other signings they made, they got Clowney back. There's talk we might get into Donovan Sue um, in a Browns uniform this year. Uh, so I mean, the line got the defensive line got a lot better in a hurry, in my opinion. Um, I mean, if you look at it, quarterback, we settled in quotation marks. And other than that, like the Browns are just adding depth because they have good players at every position. I mean, our, everyone keeps talking about our wide receivers. I think uh, Peoples Jones is a good receiver. and He's almost been the forgotten dude. Um, and he's going to be our number two next year. So I, I think it was a good draft. Um, probably not the most exciting draft as far as like, you know, we didn't obviously have the big first round trade or even a first-round pick for that matter. But I definitely don't think we had the worst draft in the NFL by any means. You know who I wish we could have gotten on here is Borky. I would love to get his uh, opinion on the, the Jets draft. The I Jets felt like they always draft well, and then they fucking collapse. And, right. and, and somebody posted it on the page. Like, they're, they have a brutal start to the season. The Jets have a brutal – so, like, they got a lot of good players, man. I gave them the I, – I think they had the best draft. Yeah. I think I think the Eagles did the best com- combination of draft and trade, you know, and, and acquiring some players. But um, they, the Jets absolutely crushed the draft. Every Three years in a row. You know, so <laughs> – but they, they have an ungodly start to the season, you know. But you know, kind of, kind of the same way I feel about Philly. The players look like they want to play there. They look like they want to play for Salah, right? They look like you know they're bought in, and that's half the battle. You know, as far as Philly goes, everybody they've picked up just seems like they want to get to Philly and play ball. Like I mean, I I haven't had this kind of feeling in a while, probably about five or six years, right? Where they just seem to get along. And feel good about it, right? Which I think is super key. You know, culture is everything on an NFL team, man. If you got shit going on in the locker room, you're screwed. Right. Well, that I mean, the Browns are the case study for that because apparently there's a lot more 
like like I said, there's apparently a lot more going on with uh, Baker Mayfield than maybe you know. So yeah, with that in retrospect, it's kind of amazing what like how little got out for apparently how many people just straight up like did not like playing with him or I and I don't know. I don't know if it's a skill thing or a personality thing, but yeah, it's like Carson Wentz two point Carson Wentz all over again, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, off-season shoulder surgery, still on a roster. We know he's not going to be there long. Where's he going? Or do we not even think about him? New York needs a quarterback. I'm just being honest. I, I would if I was a Giants fan, I would I'd take Jimmy G over fucking Daniel Jones all day long. Yeah. I'd take Tannehill over fucking Daniel Jones. I think I, we're we're at a point where the team because like there are a couple teams like okay, like the Saints gave a contract to Winston, but you don't take another quarterback in that room, see if they can beat someone out in training camp. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the Saints, Winston's really the long-term answer that. Uh, you know, you got um, uh, the the uh, the Seahawks, uh, the Lions, are they like, is Goff really the long-term answer there? Like, I, I guess for me, what's interesting is you could take some of these quarterbacks, like you could take uh, uh, Garoppolo and sign him to like a short-term deal with, hey, look, this is our plan. You got three years, you know, you'll you'll play for the starting position this year. We're going to, depending on how you do, we might draft a quarterback next year. And then you got, you know, another year to show up for skills to get signed somewhere else. Like, because say what you want about Garoppolo. Is he the best quarterback in the league? No, but he's done nothing but win. I mean, the dude. Like an Alex Smith, right? Yeah. He just, he just, yeah. for some reason, he like, what is he like? In the games he's playing something like like the Niners when he starts, they're like 33 and 10 or something like that. But when he doesn't start, they're like barely above 500. They're like 14 and 12 or something like that. It's like ridiculous how uh, much he seems to swing the pendulum, even though there's nothing fantastic about him that I can see. Um, other than like, he's you know, he's consistent. But so who's looking to trade for him at this point, though? I mean, is he a free agent or do you need to trade for him? He's this still signed. I don't think he's a free him. agent. I think he's still got another year left or so. No, they got to, he's got to be traded. I mean, they can void his contract, but he's not going to be a 49er next year. We know that. I mean, this, it was in the news today. He, he is not going to be a 49er. So where does he go? And this season, you were saying it. He, he could go to New York. The coaching staff in New York is um, – they're all on board of giving Daniel Jones a shot. You know, um, I, I don't know where else he would go, though. I mean, who else has an unsettled quarterback room? The Panthers? Houston. The, Fal- the Falcons? They got Davis Mills? Come on. They Davis like Mills Davis is Mills. Houston star. They like him in Houston. I know they do, but like, should they? I don't know. Well, see, what's weird is if I mean, I don't know. I, Seattle. 
Yeah, Seattle. Uh, I mean, I know, I know this goes against uh, Mike's ringing endorsement, but if I was the Dolphins, I'd take a look. Um, I would, Saints, I'm not arguing that. Yeah, the Saints. If I'm the Saints, I'd take a look. Uh, the Falcons. I mean, who's starting for the Falcons? Mariota? I, the Panthers? I, I just... I mean, you could ask the same thing about Baker Mayfield, right? Like, they're relatively, like, you know, 1A and 1B as far as I'm concerned. Like, stat-wise, like, I don't have it in front of me, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were that far apart stat-wise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. but then again, I mean, you would have assumed Baker Mayfield would have been moved when they traded for Deshaun Watson, and that didn't happen. So, yeah. As far as the Saints go, like, Jameis? For whatever reason, he he was he wasn't throwing the ball away last year, you know. And no, we didn't he get played to, well. We didn't get to, we didn't get to see a full year. He didn't have Michael Thomas, you know. So like, and I think he was five and two as a starter. I think he, you know I think he had like maybe three or four interceptions. Didn't have a shit ton, and then he got hurt. So like, I mean, there was enough tape on Jameis in that in that system that maybe that's their guy. And I mentioned it before, man. He got he got LASIK surgery, or started wearing contacts. One of the two, which he'd never done before. So, like he's basically been playing football without really seeing. I'll Until, tell you what. There's going to be a lot of quarterback moves at the end of this coming season because the draft class is just too good to pass up. So this is definitely some show improve type stuff going on. How about this past draft class, right? Like, it's been a while since we've seen no quarterbacks. Like, I mean, we've people moved up to get Daniel Jones, Mitch Trubisky. We're not that far removed from, from Philly moving up to get Wentz and Goff going number one. And where are they at now, right? Like, and then this year was like, no, you know, except for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. I tell you what, though, um, speaking of the draft and free agency and our, our individual teams, what we like, didn't like players we like, didn't like the pieces we put in place. I do. I'm so, so cautiously. Um, I don't even know if I'm optimistic. I don't know if cautiously optimistic is what I should say other than I'm just going to say I'm sitting back and watching. There are some some things that I hear coming out of the organization that I really like. But, I mean, you hear it time and time again. People know what to say when a microphone's in front of them, period. I really need to see, you know, and I don't want to see the snippets of the good shit. Like, you know, Chris talked about. You want to see the real deal? You got to look at this ugly duck that fucking two or through yeah. to, to Tyreek and they take it down. Like, I want to see the real deal. So with one of the things that I really like that's coming out pre-draft, I think, and you 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 alluded to the, the Giants needing a quarterback. Daniel Jones, um, He's just, I ain't making no excuses for this kid. If there's a better fucking quarterback for for the New York Giants, bring him on, right? But damn it, man, no line. He made a couple of bonehead moves for sure, but he had no help. 
how bad was it? You look at when he wasn't in the game. When he wasn't in the game, they looked like East Stroudsburg Junior High School playing. When he was in the game, he at least thought, these guys got a chance to win this game. When he wasn't, it was ugly. Oh, my God. So the the, the first thing uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable did was they said, we need to get an adequate backup quarterback who can actually compete for the starting job. And we talked a lot about Tyrod Taylor last year and how this guy never really got a good shot. Who'd they bring it? He was on your team, Chris. You liked him, I, th- I thought, when he played for your team. When he was with the Bills, you, he was good. When he was in San Diego, he was good until a doctor punctured his lung. So I thought that was a great acquisition. And the way they structured his contract, it made sense because they had no money. But for what they got and how they structured his contract, if Daniel Jones is the starter and he gets injured, I feel a lot better with Tyrod Taylor at the helm than Mike Glennon, you know, doing two quarterback sneaks from our own goal line in the end zone. I say all of this to say that I like the way that so far the brain trust is working in New York. At least they got a plan now. I felt like with Joe Judge, the ship was sinking and he was in a galley having a beer. He had no clue what he was doing. So I think we got some adults in the room who took a look at, and plus we went outside of the freaking, the, the, the standard Giants organization and got some players. In fact, if you really think about it, every everybody they brought in from coaching is from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Nothing to do with the Giants organization. What's the, the head coach in uh, uh, Philly's name? Uh, um, Buffalo's name. He was your defensive coordinator. I can't remember his name. Yeah, McDermott. Right? We got Kapka. He was a Philly guy. And he's Andy Reid's quarterbacks coach. Brian Dable. He worked under McDermott, which was an Andy Reid guy. I mean, he pulled all of these. When you look at it, and I'm not trying to connect dots. I'm just saying it's an observation that I noted. I like that the Giants did something completely different from what their traditional mode of operation is, which tells me the the commanders, and I'm still not used to that shit, the Eagles and the Cowboys, because you got to look at your division first. They really don't know what to expect coming out of the Giants this year. I don't think it's going to be the same old Giants. It's going to be a new version of them. I hope it's not a new version of the the fucking follies that we've witnessed over the years, but you don't know who's showing up on the field on Sundays right now. You know what I do know? What's I that? know that the way you just gushed over Andy tree coaching tree. Always like Andy Reed. It sounds like you're about to bust out in a, in a fly Eagles fly war song. Just, it just, that's what it sounds like. Just sounds like you're an Eagle fan right now. It just did. I mean, I heard it. I mean, I might not be wearing a brown shirt or hat, but I mean, do we want to get do do I need to change? So for for your groomsman's gifts, I don't know if I've told you this, you're getting customized jerseys. Do I need to make an an adjustment? Because Atticus, you were gonna get a Giants one, but I can I can change it real quick. Is that what you both got out of that? (laughs) Wow. Okay. 
seriously though, I hear what you're saying, right? Uh, I don't know what to expect from the fucking commanders either, though. I know, like, like that's. I I think I know what to expect from Dallas. On paper, they're still a fucking legit team. Dak Dak can still throw the football. Uh, you know, like I mean, but they're the they're the Cowboys, right? Like making so, bad front office decisions. So and something. Coaching. I'm not. I'm not worried about like. Not worried about them rolling all 14 wins. Let's just say you know, like uncatchable, right? For for winning the division, uh, the Giants. I just don't know if they're ready to make that big a leap. No, they're right? not. They're you not. Know? So. What are we going to see, right? And I, I'm just being honest. Kayvon Thibodeau, great, great player in Oregon. I just keep thinking Deion Jordan, another great defensive edge that came out of Oregon that amounted to almost nothing in the NFL, right? Like a bust. So, you know, and there's not to say he's going to be a bust, but like there's there's a question mark there for me. Right, like, why did he drop? He went from being the second player being picked, you know, still number five. Like, you, you know, it's not too shabby. Or where they took him seventh? Did they take Neil first? No, he no, they took fifth. Thibodeau was fifth. Neil yeah. was seventh. Neil, on the he other hand, the one I was a little. I, I think is the best offensive lineman coming out of this draft. That's just me. I think you got the best offensive lineman in the draft. Well, I think that the, everybody knew Hutchins, Aiden Hutchins was going to go. Was it Hutchinson or Hutchins? Well, Walker went number one. Yeah, which shouldn't have happened as far as I'm concerned. I think everybody felt like Aiden Hutchinson <coughs> should have been the first defensive <coughs> player taken in the draft. And, and they were right to think that. <coughs> I think that Thibodeau was definitely better than Walker. And I think that's who the Giants wanted this whole time was Thibodeau. Yeah. And I also think that the Giants put those negative narratives out there because they wanted to get their guy. Listen, that's politics. And I think they played it well. I also agree with you that Evan Neal was absolutely the best offensive lineman that could have been taken in this year's draft, the most athletic offensive lineman. And they got their guys. I think they knocked it out the park in the first round. And they were able to get both of the guys that they were targeting. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris we'll see pa- how it goes. We'll see. Chris is pondering heavy over there. Yeah, I just I decided I decided to check on the Deshaun. I just they just need to make a decision. That like one way or the other, the NFL just needs to decide something. Because this well, they said there's nothing criminal there, right? But I mean, they make a decision. What are they waiting? Like, what more are they waiting for? You know what I'm saying? Like at this point, like I could understand saying we're waiting to see if he gets criminally indicted. Okay, that happened like what a month and a half ago that he didn't, and he's not going to be criminally indicted. We yeah, and that. he's not. So at this point, make it like unless they're I, I don't know. I just, have I don't, they? Have they um, have they aired any of that HBO shit with the with the women? I think it's supposed to air tonight. That's what I was reading. Some that's about. what they're waiting on. I guarantee it. That's what they're waiting on. How bad is that going to be? That's 
That's what they're doing. Yeah, they can't decide on it and then have that aired. And it's even worse. Oh, my God. You know, let's give them two games. You know what I mean? Well, you know the Browns already factored in the possibility. And they, their people are smart. They had their discussions. How much time is he going to be suspended for? What's worst case scenario? They've already weighed this out. They're probably prepared for him not to play a single game this year. We'll see what happens. I mean, he's already been suspended for a year, right? Well, he wasn't suspended. No, he just sat out. Suspended, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they they signed him thinking he wasn't going to play a single down this year. Like they had to think that's a possibility, though. They had to. I agree. You know, I think that they had to think maybe a year, maybe they get it reduced to six to ten games somewhere along those lines, right? right? But like, if he sits for ten games and they're, you know, three and seven, are you playing them? Well, whatever the the league decides, the NFLPA is going to come in and they're going to come to an agreement and they're going to get a reduction in whatever it is. So it's probably going to start at a year and he's going to end up with an eight to 10 game suspension. And that's when you want to bring him in. Bring him in. Well, maybe because, listen, if Baker's lighting shit up, do you bring him in at that point? What do you do? Uh, They're not going to they're not going to play Baker. They will because you just paid this guy or committed yeah, they, to pay this guy. And they and could what Mike they pointed could out keep, all this guaranteed money. They're gonna Jacoby Brissett's gonna be their quarterback on day one. That's what's gonna happen. They just need to find someone to take Baker. There's just no, you know, there's just no one yet. You know, but you, you, go, well, you I, get into camp in Seattle and, and Houston and some of these other teams that we're talking about. You know their quarterback battles going on, and they both suck. Okay, let's let's give Cleveland a call now. So, you know he's not going to get traded till probably training camp. I would have said um, the Saints would have been a nice landing spot for him for Baker Mayfield, but I don't know anymore now that the head coach is. Uh, didn't he retire? He did. Plus, Drew was talking about maybe coming back, which is weird. Yeah, I don't know that anybody's going to really take him back right now. What do you think? I mean, the Saints have to, don't they? Saints you have think to. so? Yeah. After a year off? Yeah. Drew Brees, he owns, like, every single one of their records, plus several more NFL ones. Like, Yeah, I don't know. They, and, and his It's not game, like he retired in an offseason and said, I'm coming back in that same offseason. Like no. He was on TV. That's like Tony Romo. I'm coming back to Dallas. That shit wasn't going to happen. Tony, Tony Romo is older than Breeze, right? Yeah, I don't know. They might be about the same age. Breeze might be older than Romo. He might be. He looks it. <laughs> so here's my prediction for Deshaun Watson. Starts off with a 12-game suspension. Uh, after whatever, you know, they, they talk about whatever gets reduced to 10. That means Deshaun Watson's first game back will be December 4th in Houston. That's, that's my conspiracy. I like it. 12 week suspension, talk down to 10. First week back will be at, at Houston. Cause why else, why else would you like, it's gotta be, that's gotta be what the NFL is thinking. Cause 
Yeah. Well, like, otherwise, like, I don't know. I just see why else you have that, like, you have that return game there because they always set up this kind of thing. But yeah. You that, know that's- how badly that team bus will be destroyed with bricks and eggs and stuff pulling into the stadium? Right. That would be ugly. Oh, my God. Do you think it'd be even worse if Deshaun wasn't there? I, I don't know. I mean, he's going to travel with the team if he's not suspended. Yeah. Wouldn't right. he? Yeah. I don't know. If he's not suspended? Crazy. I don't know. Some I, mean, I don't know what the rules on that are. Isn't it if you're, like, suspended like that? Like, I know you can't practice to a certain extent. Or it depends on how severe they are. Like they could say you can't practice, you can't. No, you can't even travel with the team. When our punter beat his wife up and it became public, he could not do anything with the NFL. You can't walk his- on you can't walk on the, the property. You're not even allowed there. Josh Brown was his name. Yeah. Because when Tom, remember when it. Tom got suspended, and then there was some speculation that he was still hanging out at the uh, at the team facilities, but he really was. He was like across the street, his own guy. But like, so you're not even you're not even allowed to partake. Yeah, they don't want you representing the NFL in any way during your suspension. And I get it; it makes perfect sense. All right, gentlemen. Two other things. All right. Like I feel like Ray Rice when when he did that thing. Like I felt like the NFL was pretty quick, right? Well, a video came out of Ooh, him. That was hard to look at. Well, I get that, but I just like this is all hearsay, man. It's their word against his, man. That's a that's you know, it's a lot to sort through. Not condoning it because I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. You can't have, you know, there's probably a few in there that are being a little bit, you know, money hungry. I'm jumping on it. Right. Like I gave him a massage, you know, but I where there's smoke, there's fire, man. He had to do something. Right. There were too many accusations for there not to be some level of truth. Too many. I mean, what was it? Twenty five of them at one point. And how many have been settled so far? Oh, my God. Well, that, that's the thing, too. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like to speculate because I feel kind of dirty doing it. I just – it's 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 hard, guys. It really <clears throat> is. I've told people – because people have asked me how I feel about it. I'm like, I've been a Browns fan longer than Deshaun Watson's been alive. So, it's, it's real hard to just, like, you know. But it is what it is. Like I said, Kate the York. ones that didn't come forward. It's yeah. 25 that we know about. Yeah. How many were brushed under the rug when he was a college student and they wanted to keep him because he was selling tickets? I, just, I mean, when, when did it end? When did it begin? We don't know. We don't. I mean, what's the what's the um the gentleman's club scene look like in Cleveland is it on and popping what what was the lore <laughs> I mean 
the lake caught on fire in the 70s. That's about as popping as the clubs were in Cleveland at any point in time. So I shouldn't say that. I had a bachelor party. You don't have a gentleman's club scene in, in Cleveland? Now there's 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 a couple spots. I mean it it is what it is. It's no I mean, better, it, no worse than the city. Yeah, it's no better, no worse. It's you know it's not Florida. It it's an abandoned factory. Which one do you expect in Cleveland, Ohio? Do you ever disagree with what's said on this podcast? Well, come join us on the Facebook page that started it all. Football Trash Talk for Real Fans. You can let Loy know how much the Eagles suck. Tell Atticus how delusional he is about all New York sports. Remind Chris that the Browns are one of four teams to never reach the Super Bowl. Or even talk about the hottest slot receiver of all time, Randall Cobb. Whatever you do, just don't be a fan of the NFC East. We have enough of that crap already. Come check us out. There's always more room at the barbecue. Anyway, this has been the Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast. It's been a pleasure, and as always, FOT. Stay safe out there.